<laughs> let me get in. Let me get in the retweet action here. Give me a sec. I'm Chad Eckert, and that's Joe Idoni, and this is the Preferred Lines podcast. You could follow us on Twitter at Preferred Lines, and this is Joe and I talking 2021 The Masters. Ooh, let's go. To that, you can find us each and every week streaming live on YouTube, on Twitter. It's a good old time. I'm pouring my beer, Joe, into my Masters coffee mug. So if you're following on YouTube, you can see that. It's kind of weird. Um, hey, but if you're on YouTube, chat along because we this is can be interactive. You can participate. It's time, Joe. The 2021 Masters. It's April. It's Azaleas. It's patrons, and it's a lot of content. Uh, we've already started the front nine. We played it yesterday. Actually, we played the front nine with Pat Mayo, a real person. Check that out. That's done and already on iTunes and on YouTube. You can watch the replay. Tomorrow night, I'm going live again with my buddy Eric Martins. We do it on the Fantasy Golf Pod YouTube page. It's names and reasons. We're going back to the old school names and reasons. We'll talk a little ownership tomorrow night. And then you can follow Joe again Wednesday night with Rick Run Good. Talking the jock market up to the IPO close. It's a great time. It's called the Power Hour. That's Wednesday nights. I am ready, Joe, to unload my bankroll on this event. I am excited. The house bet, Joe, uh, 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 not 10 bucks this week. Oh, ho, ho, it's going to be juicy. It's going to be 50. Let's go, house bet. It's master season. Uh, yeah, this is the week to unload, right? It rem- It's like uh, like Super Bowl week, right? doesn't really matter. Every time you come in, you've got to unload the bankroll. Like you said, place down some bucks. Let's go. Master's week. What up, Tim? Christmas in April. That's what he says. I agree, buddy. <laughs> Tim is a good man. He's a great man. All right, uh, Joe, but we got to tell people about this jock market because I'm having a lot of fun. I mean, I think, honestly, I like it a little more than I like DraftKings, as weird as that sounds. It's happening. It's taking over my life more than DraftKings. It's unbelievable. So fun. So much better than DraftKings. I totally agree. You're not – it doesn't feel like you're you're swimming with all the big max entry sharks as much. And the other part about it is too is like they aren't greedy about it. Like um, I love DraftKings, right? But they're like the the rake on DraftKings is known to be like ten to fourteen percent. Um, you're taking like anytime you place a bet in a sports book, you're laying ten dollars to juice to do a hundred dollar bet. Jack Mark is taking one percent. One percent. The rest of it all goes to the users. Um, it's very user friendly in that aspect. I put out a little tweet earlier that showcases a little bit of live trading that we do with that. Um, I'm going to have the show lined up with Rick on Wednesday. We are going to have a sweet promo code for that as well. If you can hold on, uh, we're going to be giving away some more jock bucks. Should be the biggest week ever we've seen in jock market. So if you aren't in there, it's legal in your state. It's time. Masters week. Get in. And it's a smaller field, so you don't have as many choices. You don't have to worry that some $2 guy is going to come up and snag that $18 spot. It's not going to be like that this week, so it's going to be more fun. I think you're going to be able to actually make a little bit of money. Love it. All right, and if you haven't signed up, well, maybe you wait to sign up. And if you can't wait and you want to do it now, you can deposit with the promo code PL20. All right, Joe, it's time. It's time. 
the betting board. Should I the tip? Open it up. Bitty, tip top. <laughs> you know, there, every week, Joe, we talk about the betting board. That's what we do. We run it down. We go from the top to the bottom. And then this week at the tippity tip top, you have Dustin Johnson. But he almost shares the top of the board with a couple other names. It's kind of tight. I would consider it is a big six. Dustin, Bryson, Jordan, Rom, JT, and Rory McIlroy. That's your six-pack. And I got a couple of those guys. I'm going to drink a couple of these dudes down. Hey, I'm actually going to drink down some Spieth more on uh, DraftKings this week and maybe even a little bit of jock market for Spieth, depending on his price. Then I would be interested in the 10 to 11, 12 to 1 on Jordan Spieth. What are you going to do at the tippity tip top of the board here this week for the Masters? So I'm. Did you say that you got a couple of guys up here? That's not your I swag did. usually, but I like sure. you. I'm um, having a little fun. Let's. Okay, so you give me your guys first. You're having a little fun. You got the Masters mug. You're into it. Who you got, Chad? Joe. Okay. Uh, I was touting back in December to take some JT. Get your Ooh. bet in on JT. I did it on December 15th. Actually, I put, I placed a pretty substantial bet at 14 to one. So there I am. Got a little bit of equity because today you can find JT at what is he? 12 and a half. (laughs) So, Hey, I thought it was going to be the DJ. I thought he was going to get about down to eight one when we get here now, and you can still get uh, JT at 12 and a half. So I'd probably still advise that if you wanted to creep up to the top of the board, but I like a 14 better. And I got it there in December. And then I also, Joe, I'm liking the drift. We've been seeing it with the elites. As soon as they get down there, they fall a little bit. They be they, you know, hide. They're hiding. And who's hiding is Rory McElroy at 18, 19 to 1. I like it and I bet it. But I'm now nervous that it might drift even further to the 20 to 22 to 1. Joe, if it goes even further down, 2022 to 1, would you be interested in that? It depends. So th- there's a number that I have in mind, and it's 25 to 1. But there's so many reasons for me, Chad, that um, – yeah, Chad's petting everyone. But what else is new, right, JB? Um, <laughs> listen, there's reasons for concern with Rory everywhere. Um, and it goes beyond – like, I'm not going to sit here and fault him for the honesty that he came out with and saying that he saw what Bryson did at the U.S. Open, chasing a little bit of distance from there – Everyone was thinking that if everyone wasn't going back to their coach after that event and saying, how can I add 10 yards? You're full of shit. Everyone was doing it. I'm not faulting Roy for that. What I'm faulting him for Everybody is, is that uh, is uh, Shooter McGavin in the woods is what you're saying? Everybody's got the, the super swing speeds or, yeah, the or shooter whatever it is. Practicing yeah. walking it out. into the. But listen, um, that – has led to, and I don't know that this is the factor of it, but he's struggling in other parts of his games that is really concerning to me. So the coaching change is one thing. Different swing thoughts, not in a groove. Um, Too many opinions. Too many opinions to one of the sweetest swings that we've ever seen. Number two, uh, what's even more troubling is scrambling. Like I'm rating out scrambling big time here. Rory over the last, I think, 36 rounds in an 80-man field. And keep in mind, like, 20 of these guys kind of suck. So 70 out of 60 people. 70th in the field in scrambling, he ranks. <laughs> um, and 58th in three putt avoidance, which is another huge stat at Augusta. So you can't three whack it out here. You got to be able to scramble. He's not doing either of those things well. Um, he's lost strokes off the tee in four of his last six. Rory, 
Rory's losing strokes off the tee. Yeah. Very weird. Um, something's up. But that said, there's a number in my mind. I think it's I could probably get there at 22, 23, 24. But if I see 25, it's go time. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from with the statistics and the way that he's kind of been off a little bit. But we're still talking about Rory McIlroy driving his SUV that he gets for free down Magnolia Lane and just having the moment of saying, hey, listen, I got this. This is it. This is me. I'm Michael Jordan. I played like crap all season, but it's the playoffs, baby. And we need to get going. And I think he's going to do it. I got it. So, listen, I, I, I understand. You know, he's kind of uh, struggled since winning the players in 2019. And at the you know, end of February, he was sixth. So, I mean, and then he was 10th, yes. the API, beginning of March. So, and right. So, is he really struggling that much? But one guy, I will say, like, like Rory is the one you can point to some negative things. The other guy you have, Justin Thomas, I got nothing bad to say about him. Um, I think he should right? be the Why favorite. Why is he the in this betting field. favorite? I think he should be the favorite. I'd rather have him than DJ. I'd rather have him than Rom. I'd rather have him than Bryson. Um, everything goes out really well for him. So, last time, you can go back on our YouTube page and check this out, but last Masters in November, I did a little thing where I did a little a Zoom video with basically myself where I ran through a fantasy national model. Um, and it, I look back at it, it's like ridiculous. So it basically spit out, which isn't too surprising, DJ, Rom, JT, one, two, three, and they all finished in the top seven. And then it also rated out really well Cam Smith and Sung JM. So this is what I did. I redid the same model. Yeah, run it back. The exact same one. Run it back with the exact same stats. Who's it spit out? Justin Thomas. Surprise, surprise. But everything goes so well for him. Win coming in, return to form. Um, he played well during the Florida swing, which actually is a stat that I noticed. That, um, Dave Tyndale over at Betfair wrote a great piece on criteria that he looks for in the Masters winners. You want to have guys that sort of top 15 through the Florida swing. Obviously has the win at the players and WGC uh Mexico slash concession or whatever they want to call mm -hmm. it um, was in Florida this year. And he struggled really well, poorly in the first round, but came back, performed very well. Look, he's a guy that if I'm going to heavily weight short game and scrambling this week, because I think it's going to play firmer. I think it's going to play tougher. I think the runoffs are going to be a factor. I think that he's probably got one of the tightest chipping and pitching games on tour bar none, maybe on the planet. So look, Everything lines up for him. I think this is his year. Coming off the 4th in November, he's the odds-on favorite. If you wipe away the odds this week and you just say who's going to win, he's my guy. So we have JT Power ranked as number one. Probably the guy that you should go to and lean more on DraftKings too because you get a little price savings there. I will say, though, I'm not interested in DJ or Bryson really at all at the top of the board. Like I'm not interested in that on DraftKings. I'm not interested in trying to hedge that at all. I'm not even interested really in Jordan Spieth or John Rahm. So my name's right there, Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy. Are you going to go with Spieth? Are you looking at Bryson? You want to think about a defending champion? I mean, are we going there? Or do we look at the baby swag or John Rahm? I mean, like, we can talk about all the names, but. You... Sure. So Spieth, Spieth, I'm not going in for. Um, just where the number's at right now, I, I feel is unbettable. I'd much rather have Justin Thomas or John Rahm at that price. DJ, look, I just, I don't really have a take on him. At, on my books, he's eight to one right now. That number's just too short. We don't see guys repeat at the Masters enough. I see no reason why he's 
going to play poorly because nothing leads to that. I think Fantasy National had the tweet earlier today. He's gained almost 50 strokes in the last four times he's played at the Masters, which is just almost an unfathomable number, but he's played ridiculously well there. Um, And Bryson, look, I don't know what to do really with Bryson. I'm considering it if I don't go Thomas to go Bryson. Uh, But the thing about Augusta is is they've always – They've known that they don't have the longest course, but they've always set their course up to protect itself against these sort of bombers and guys who just want to come out here and cut corners. Now, I think Bryson's advantage, while you see the driving distance, number one on tour, I think his advantage, more so with building up this additional strength, is U.S. Open-type courses. When the four-and-a-half-inch rough is thick and hard to get through and you've got to have raw power to keep your club face straight – through five inch rough, that's where he comes into a big advantage. When it's firm and fast, and there is no rough at Augusta. Um, one, one and a half inch rough, it's negligible. Kevin Nob, Brendan Todd, Kevin Kisner, they could all get through this. So it's just the advantage just isn't there for Bryson like it is at a wing foot or at a course where you've got to sort of gouge it out of these difficult lies in the rough. That said, it's his favorite course. I think he's starting to learn it. I think if anybody sort of has developed a, a greens book and a feel for these greens, he probably has every note on the planet uh, for this course. He just seems to be coming in a little bit overlooked in the sense, and you mentioned this yesterday with Pat, that it's not so much overlooked, but last time we played this five months ago, he was the guy. He was every storyline. He was every the Masters Golf Channel Live topic. Um, and now it just doesn't feel that. So I think that there could be, I might go there. I might go there. Okay. What about you? <clears throat> no, uh, and like on DraftKings 11,000, you got, I just feel like I'd rather take a six, seven, $800 savings on JT and Rory on that market and then not use them. So uh, but I'm not going as exotic as Dan, who suggests to bet a missed cut for plus 600 on Bryson. Not gonna do that. I mean, that's impressive. But yeah, uh, at the same time, you know, miss cut in this field. There's fifty, you know, eighty people that make the cut. Either tiger proof. Uh, Yes. Do are you gonna do any of those exotics? Those different bets this week? I have got actually Joe a couple first round leader bets. I'm doing a couple top tens. I'm not sure. I'm just gonna have some fun. Like it's the Super Bowl. Are you doing anything different this week with your betting card? Yeah, I'll do a couple of them. I'm still really trying to iron out my betting card. I mean, usually I feel like I go into the Masters with with a full, you know, jacket on every single possible pick. And this week I'm like walking in there shirtless with nothing. So, um, yeah, I'm still building my card. I will do some exotics because I think they're fun. You know, top Euro, um, top debutante, like these type of things. They have sort of – I know they release the group betting things where they'll put – six to eight guys in a group and you pick the winner out of there. So I will do a little bit of that, but my main focus is like it always is. And it's, it's outrights and it's sort of top 10 bets, which I do think presents some additional value at the masters given the shorter field and that you can basically take 15 guys and cross them off the list before it even starts. Now, do you want to do the word of warning to people that you're not going to get a good betting number on a hole in one prop or like some of this stuff is meant and designed to take your money, not to reward you for being sharp. So there are times where you want to do these bets and these exotics and it's purely entertainment. I mean, sometimes it's just not worth it. It's purely entertainment. Exactly what you said. Um, No, the, the odds are horribly not in your favor, but they're not in our favor and outright bets either. Um, 
Sure. That said, they're fun. The hole-in-one bet is definitely a fun sweat for Sunday. I will say that I've done it before and just um, kind of watching everyone get to that tee because it's always a featured hole and kind of sweating every single shot as it comes down the hill and gets so close is is entertaining. Sure. All right, everybody, we're talking the Masters betting board. We've taken, uh, we've gotten through the top of the board. We're going to the 20s. If you follow us on Twitter, you're going to find this each and every week streaming live to you on Periscope until it goes away. I don't know. It's still live. Either way, you can do it on YouTube. <laughs> like and subscribe. Rate and review on iTunes. We want all that stuff because we're building this thing. We're pretending. We're uh, having fun together, Joe and I, in our garages. And Well, he's got a real room in his house now uh, to do his podcast in. Anyway, we're going to the 20 to 1 range, and you're going to find in the 21 to range another couple of names, Joe. I'm very interested in, in some of the names uh, I've bet already. And it starts with okay. Patrick Cantley. He right here is 20.5 to 1. You have Xander Shoffley at 26. Brooks Kepka, 28 to 1 in the 20s. Are you interested in any of these names? Cantley, Xander, or Brooks? Let me guess. You know I'm interested at least. Yeah, Let's did you pull that. the trigger on Brooks Kepka despite the injury concerns? So anyone who's a loyal follower of the show knows that my heart has just been beating out of my chest the last couple of days. When Brooks fires off the angry tweets, it gets me going. Um, but I need a 30, and I don't have a 30 yet, and I'm holding out for that 30. So um, when I see it, I'll go for it. I've got people all across the United States of America looking for that 32 to one for me. So I'm on the prowl. I haven't taken it yet. Obviously there's concerns there, right? There's risk. Um, Brooks. So Brooks telling us that he's, he's pain free and ready to roll (laughs) is nothing new. If you've been following Brooks, he said that leading into every tournament for the last, three years injured or not now come Saturday when he misses the cut or doesn't perform well he'll come back and tell you yeah my knee has been bothering me all week it hasn't felt right but there are no chinks in the armor before Thursday when you're talking Brooks Kepka. he will show no sign of weakness you know he's gonna bring it um I worry about the lack you know I you know and, and you and I always talk about we like to see some build up with Brooks second or third event but Hasn't had that. But you look at his last couple starts, he's got a win. He's got a second. Um, can anybody do it? If there is, it's Brooks. Give me a 30. I'll take it. So what if you don't get the 30? What if it continues to go down? You're out? So I'm probably out. I may not be able to control myself a little bit there, but I'm, pro- <laughs> I'm probably out. I don't think you out. should do it. Yeah. See, I don't I'm think we should out. do it. I'm worried. He can't walk downhill. He's looking for flat paths between holes who's looking for flat paths in at augusta i mean that so seems like it's almost impossible. a lot into what he's saying right now but like what i'm looking you have to look at the facts of brooks like the driver is much better the last couple of days i mean it is the driver is has, is kind of back the irons are definitely back the putter is on its way back but you know what never left the ego His attitude Yes. The ego never left. It's been here this whole time. So if you think by him saying, I'm out here, I'm ready to roll for the Masters is enough for you, I would caution you to maybe pump the brakes a little bit there. Look to see some more. I want to see some more reports. I want to know what's happened in the last three weeks uh, when he started practicing. Like, I want to hear the interviews. I want to hear that kind of stuff. And I want to get that 30 to one. That's it. Okay. Uh, 
Joe, uh, just like JT, I did the same thing with Cantlay. I laid some money down in February at 25 to 1. Joe, I like to stash some cash. You do. do this. Sometimes I like to do this when I win an outright or I have a good week or I got lucky and ended up with a profit even though I didn't deserve it. I'll take some of that money and I will just deposit it onto names in majors. Sprinkle, sprinkle. And hey, it worked out a little bit with the JT, went from 14 to 11 here. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you got a little bit of that with Cantley, where I got a 25 to 1, and now he's about 20, 21, 22 to 1. So hey, I like Cantley. I don't know if I'm as confident today, April 5th, as I was February when I made this bet. But he's on the card because I got him at 25 to 1, and he's just killer. He's a stone cold killer. He's performed here before, so I'm all right with that. Yeah. Okay. So the thing, like, I kind of loop Cantlay and Xander together in a sense. So I think they're both a very fair price if you like either one of them. Um, Xander, so 2019, the year that Tiger won, I fell hard for Xander. I had Mm -hmm. three separate 100 to 1 tickets on Xander heading into that Masters, the T2. Like, I fell in love with Xander at that point, and I'm like, I see myself envisioning like this guy is going to wear a green jacket someday. Like it's going to happen soon. He's almost there. So I feel like he's the better bet of the two, but there's pause for concern. Just like there sort of is with Cantlay. Um, his Florida swing was not good. Um, right. he, he essentially like 39th in a WGC event where he's, you know, the no cut King and, and 39th mm-hmm. in a no cut event there. Um, and then the miscut at the players, which you can kind of write off because we see these guys, um, at the players, bomb out at the players, yeah. But just losing strokes off the tee, that's not his game. Um, so something just isn't quite all there. I think the upside of Xander, to me at this point, uh, presents a little bit more value than it does Patrick Cantlay. But I right. think they're both right. a very fair price if you like them. 22 to 25 to 1, those are good guys to add to your card who should definitely give you a sweat come Sunday. Okay, let's go to the 30s. There's a couple names. We're going through the betting board, I know. It is the Masters 2021, and you have Colin Morikawa at 31 and a half to 1. Oh, my goodness. And then I know you like Danny Berger at 35, and there's Paul Casey, the veteran, at 35. Finau, top five Finau. Well, you can get him at 6 to 1 for a top five, but you can get him at 35 to 1 to win (laughs) a tournament. Victor Hovland at 35, Patrick Reed at 35, Webb Simpson at 35, Cameron Smith at 35. My goodness, they just stuffed all the names. Everyone left. Put them in this bucket. Uh, But my goodness, they fucked up. They put Colin Morikawa at 31 and a half to one. I definitely enjoy that. I bet that. Did you take Morikawa? Okay. I, well, I, saw, where I, I saw the tweet. You did, you did the tweet, too, where you take the guys of the top world rankings. You know, yeah. I don't put a lot of juice in the world rankings. It's not that big of a deal to me. I don't, like, study the world rankings and care that much about them. But when you look at it the way that it is, Colin Morikawa's up there. Uh, Bagels tweeted the same thing where he's like, this something about one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> like One of these yeah. things does not belong. And it was Colin Morikawa right there, 28 to 1, and I found a 33. So I took that. You know who doesn't belong there to me is Patrick Reed. Like, I'm, I'm, I took I'm him shocked. too. I haven't listened to a ton yet, but I am legitimately shocked at the lack of chatter this week around Patrick Reed. He checks almost every box I'm looking for. Let me list some of them for you here. 
Thank you. Yes. Previous Let's champion. See. Previous champion. Always good at the Masters. Boom. Win in this calendar year. Boom. Best putter on tour right now. I think so. I'm going to give it to Patrick Reed if I have a putt that I make. Florida swing, ninth and a 22nd. Augusta State University narrative. You're a narrative guy. Are we forgetting that he basically went I to college here? I love narratives, buddy. <laughs> Top five set of hands in terms of short game on planet Earth. It's all Patrick Reed. Hasn't lost strokes off the tee since September. Dude, what are we doing here? It's Patrick Reed season. Yes, yes, yes. 33 to 1. Patrick Reed, Masters. Put him back in that jacket. I'm here for Put it. Put him I'm on the card. That. Let's go. And you know he's seeing speed. He's watching that. And he's like, oh, everybody's on speed. No, I can't wait to ruin that fun. And that's what he does. He ruins fun, and it's great. And so I'll bet him at 35 to 1 I found a ticket. So that's I'm all yeah. in on that. It, always bet Patrick Reed. What are we doing? What are okay. we doing, well, right? Yeah, I mean, my God. But there's other good names here. I mean, you have Daniel Berger. Okay. You have Paul Casey. Webb even like these are juicy numbers for the guys that could anybody in this list of 35 to one could win. Literally. So I have, I don't know about 35 to one burger. I have 45. Okay. Um, I think that for me, it kind of came down to mixing two things sort of in the cocktail that led to me making this Daniel burger. But one is I trust him. Um, I trust him on a Sunday. I think that he's a winner. I think that he has the unquantifiable in a sense where you can't really put a stat on it. And it's moxie. It's why I love Brooks. It's why I love Patrick Reed. They're in contention. They're aggressive. They're focused. They're there to win. And the other thing, you know, you mix that with a number in the 40s and the 45s, and I love it. Look, I know a lot of people are kind of, and Pat included when we talk to him, People all the time like to take shots and kind of shit on the narrative that motivation, right? Um, they don't like to factor it in, and it's everyone's there to win, right? Daniel Berger doesn't want it any more than Colin Morikawa, than Tony Finau, than this. Bullshit. I call bullshit. Exactly. Look, look. Oh, my I'm, gosh, yes. I, I play competitive so I love motivation. My entire life, I played in high school, I played in college. When you want it and someone pisses you off, so motivation doesn't come into factor. Like, I'm not talking about when they tee it up on Thursday. Where motivation comes into factor is what has he done to prepare himself the last month? Has he been in the gym? Has he spent extra hours on the range? Has he been with the coach? Like, he wants this. He's missed the last two Masters. Top 10 is a debutant. He feels disrespected. And I like a player with a chip on his shoulder, especially a guy like Daniel Berger. 45 to 1, I think, is fair for a guy that sets up very nicely here. I expect him to play well. Um, I'm in. I'm in. That's it. Yeah. Motivation is something that we just saw. I mean, we see this every we week. So just after. saw it with Spieth. Like, like, we saw it with Spieth. We saw it with Horschel. Do you think. I mean, these people just they, they want to achieve things. They want to add to their Wikipedia pages. They want their kids to see their legacies. They don't want to be the guy. Some people don't, though. There are guys on the tour that you can peg as not motivated, not caring. Hey, they're not studying where to hit it on every single hole, what perfect way to play the course is. They're not caring about that. They're out on Instagram doing their own thing. So we got we know people that are motivated. These, these guys are all so good. Like it's fractional differences between them. And a guy coming in that is just 
playing well and has been in the Masters a couple of years and is here to cash a top 20 and a check and play well, that's fine. I don't think that's Daniel Berger. I think he's here to win. I think that he's as motivated as he's ever been as a pro. And I think that his talent level and his upside is is north of the 40 and the 35 to 1 price tag that they're hanging on him right now. Okay, there's a couple names in the 40s. Let's talk about those names. There's two names and uh, where you can find on the sports book that we're looking at. Again, this is the DraftKings golf odds. You can find different odds and different books, so you should definitely shop. We talk about this every single week. Right here at, at the 40 to 1, Matthew Fitzpatrick. And then you also have Sung J M at about 41 and a half to 1. I like both players. They're great players. I'm not sure I'm interested in betting them to win as much as I am interested in using them on DraftKings. And if I were to pick between Fitzpatrick and M, I'd take Fitzpatrick. Based on his recent form, ninth at the players we just saw, 10th at API, 11th at the WGC, 5th at Genesis. This is a comp course for that. Seriously, a talented young kid. He... He's played here enough before to have a little knowledge of the course. So Fitzpatrick, I'm interested. I'm interested in that eighty-one hundred dollars. Hey, I'll ask you: Would you take a? I'm not interested in the forty, but I am interested in the plus four hundred for a top ten on Fitz. Yeah, I think he's going to play well. Look, I think that I'm staring at the guy right under both of them, and that's the guy I'm betting. And so you want to go to the fifties? Okay, why did you take Hatton? Because doesn't he suck at Augusta? Yes, <laughs> he does. Uh, there's no way around it. The stats are brutal, and this is a course history course, and he's got two miscuts. He's got a 50th and like a 30th here. Um, it's not good. But listen, I tw- you mentioned earlier the tweet about guys being inside that seven of the last eight winners of the Masters have been OWGR ranked 12 or better. He's the number eight player in the world. Let us not forget that he's the only guy inside that top 12 north of 40 to 1, and it's because of the form. Look, had he finished 14th in November, what's his price tag here? 25 to 1? Had he finished 14th? Any other tournament? Like, put him anywhere. Put him in the PGA Championship. Put him in any WGC. You're not going to get 55 to 1 on Hatton. And my card this week is full of guys who have won an abundance of golf tournaments over the last two, say, three years. It's Brooks. It's Berger. It's Hatton. Like, these guys are winners. Uh, and that's why I'm taking them. So, uh, Reed's in there as well. So, that that's my sort of stance on Hatton. I think that he's on the clearance rack this week because solely because of course history. And, and I'll take the discount. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you got Hatton at the top of the 50s. And then you have Hideki, too, who's actually performing somewhat more consistently, a little bit more. I'm, I got a little more confidence in Hideki this last couple of weeks than I have for a long time. Um, fuck. Lee Westwood is here at this number. What is he? Oh, my God. He's 50 to 1. This is crazy, Lee Westwood. We got 50 to 1 on Lee Westwood, the old man. Cute story for Lee Westwood. If he would win this Masters, I would just, I mean, I'd I'd be delighted but shocked. Uh, you have Jason Day, you have Neiman, and you have Scheffler. I mean, the range here is juicy. It's crazy. So, and then you get a little bit of money on your two bucks or your ten bucks or whatever. Yeah, I mean, still, I just think that that in any other field, Hatton's the best player out of all of them. So I'm I'm just gonna write off the course form and see how that goes. 
I've, you know, we've seen, I've seen, cause I look at the H, uh, the PGA tours headquarters for the media. They've got these stats on, on strokes gain stuff. And I've mm-hmm. seen people have terrible first 18 rounds, right. Or at the masters, like, the, you know, and then they have the last 12 has been fucking great. So you have like all these guys that have to learn it, do bad at it and get frustrated and focused and want to learn it more and do better at it. And then they come back and all of a sudden they are better. They are veterans. They are able to give the thumbs up to the ball and get over it versus get frustrated. Yeah. I get it. Um, before we get into the kind of long shots, because that's where we're about to enter, is the 60 to 1 and long shot range. There are a few questions that I missed, Joe. Okay. So we're in the chat them. here. We're talking with the people because that's kind of what we do. All right. This man, I like this man. Tip your cap. He's on Twitter at Tip Your Cat. Yeah. I, I, he's asking about Cam Smith. Do you have any interest in Cam Smith at 35 to 1? Isn't Cam Smith kind of an Augusta whisperer? Should we be taking him more seriously at 35 to 1? Or is that kind of like a stupid overprice because of his history? Fulfills a ton of the um, key statistics and categories that you're looking for here. Of course, history is great. The short game is fantastic. He's a good putter. I love him in contention. It just mm-hmm. came down to me. Like, if you're holding a futures ticket on him, bud, like, it depends on what that number is. Like, if I'm sitting there and staring at him at 35 to 1 or Reed or if Brooks gets into that range, I'd rather have those other two guys just because I think the win equity is higher and they've proven that throughout their career. But that all depends. Like if you're holding a futures ticket and you got him 50 north of 50 to one, it's a great bet. 80 to one. I just saw you chimed in. That's incredible. Awesome. Good bet. Good luck. Now, does he have a haircut? Because that might be important to know. Because <laughs> like, does he really want to go into the uh, the butler's cabin or whatever it's called? It would be know, great, wouldn't it? With a gross mullet. <laughs> I mean, he's got a crazy flow. Um, who else wants to ask questions? We've got other questions. Um, someone asks if we have any good prop bets. I know we kind of covered that. We're not as interested in the Vegas juice that we have to put down to do these prop bets. I haven't even looked really into this as much, but I probably, I, you know, I'm willing to throw some money at this stuff, a dollar here, a dollar there. Yeah, um, same thing. I haven't really. It's it's Monday night here. We've still got a couple of days to filter through all the props, and they're going to continue to add more of them. Sure, I'm going to take a couple of them. We both put out our, our final sort of cards on Wednesday, free of charge for the internets. Uh, so, yeah, check it out there. If free I got anything, I'll put reason. it on there. Yeah. <laughs> free for a reason. And the house bet is Wednesday at noon or so. All right, Joe, let's go into the place where, uh, you know, they say at the Masters, the cream rises to the top and you're going to have a favorite that's going to take this down. So is this the point in the 60 range that we start looking at top fives, looking at top tens? Yeah, I think so. Um, Anyone from here on out, if you're betting an outright on, I would throw the top 10 money in there just to be safe. Yeah, I did it with Hatton as well. So you might have to pay uh, a premium, let's say, to get that. But we know it's. There's pressure. One putt can make the difference between a second and a fourth or a fourth and an eighth. And Mm -hmm. you're right there. You're right in it. You got a guy at like 13, 14 under and the leaders are coming around aiming corner. And you're like, oh, my gosh, if you can just hang on and get me that top five money, that's more likely going to happen with these 60 to one guys than them actually going and coming through with the victory. But you have Fleetwood and you have Sergio. Sergio is clearly a a master's champion. These guys are talented, but. This is kind of where I start to lean 
more towards top 10. So I, I, but I didn't do either one. I might go on DraftKings like your fourth guy in for a Fleetwood or a Sergio, but I just, uh, it started to get less interesting here. Yeah, I could see it. So the one, the one and only, which is very rare for me, Master Season Future uh, that I have going into this is Sergio Garcia. So I have an 80 okay. to one on him. So I've got a okay. little bit of closing line value. I think he sets up actually really nicely this week. He's got the driver. Is the driver dialed in? Yes. He's driving the ball. Fantastic. He's hitting his three woods unbelievably off the tee. We see, we've seen him down there in Texas where he's spinning it backwards uh, with a three wood and hitting greens. He's dialed. Um, are, is the iron play good? Um, you may ask. Yes, the iron play is fantastic. The two tournaments he played in Florida, he gained 15 strokes on approach and over two events. So his iron play is fantastic. How's the putting, you may ask? Well, it's shit. Um, <laughs> the putting sucks, but the putting always sucks. But here's the thing. I think but he's, he's op- in the best He needs to close his ability. eyes, Joe. I know, but look, there's no greens books here. He should just put on memory, right? He's a this former champion. Look at the other former champions in this range. So you've got Scott, you've got Bubba, um, you've got Justin Rose, who isn't a former champion, but I'll loop him in this group. So you've got guys who have really good course history at Augusta National. Sergio's playing the best of all four of those guys right now, and they're all basically right in this price range. So I'd feel most comfortable on Sergio Garcia than these other guys, just less question marks. I think makes a really good top 10 bet this week. Okay. I wanted to ask you, well, you know, there are the veteran names here. You got Jason day. You got Sergio. Like you said, you got Louie, you got Adam Scott, even and you, but I wanted to ask you about the fresh face, the guy that everybody wants to know more about because they're wondering how the hell is a name. Will Zalatoris 75 to one. Come on. Why is that? Is he that yeah. good? He is. is he as good as he is. Sergio or Louis or Adam Scott, a past champion here? What the? Fuck? I think that he. I think that he. I all right. I don't know how really to say this, but I think that his range of outcomes is probably higher. So I think that he has a good chance to top twenty this week. Now I think Sergio can potentially top five or be in the mix come down Sunday. I think Adam Scott has that ability too. I don't see Will Zalatoris in one of the final groups on Sunday. Can he backdoor a top 25? Yeah. He's probably more likely and a safer bet to make the cut than Scott or Sergio because okay. they both okay. have blow they yep. both have blow up potential and sure. could take, you know, especially 15 there. Like I can remember, I don't know if it was last year or two years ago, Sergio took like a 10 there. So they both yeah, have that ability them. because they're so wild. Like Zalatoris isn't wild. He's dialed okay. in off the tee. He's one of the best iron players a la Colin Morikawa, a la someone sure. like Tiger Woods. So he's he's sort of in that creative mold of an iron mm-hmm. player. So I think that he'll go really well. I'm not going to take any bets or any stakes on him his first time around um, in Georgia. I think the reason they lay a 75 on a Will Zalatoris is because they have to then lay the number on the 20, top 10 and top 20 bets and yeah. stuff like that. So they're, 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 he literally does have a good chance at top 20, much more than he does at, at – it should be like 125 to win outright. And then like a real – like a 50 to 1 guy's number at top 20. Yeah. I don't like know if five that to 1 to top 20. Yeah, it does. Yeah, like it that kind of seems like the, the right way. Kind of play. Yeah, so maybe you go top way. 20 on a Will Zalator. I kind of um, like oh, – speaking of prop bets, you can get mm-hmm. out there. Um, I like Bobby Mack. 
to finish as the top debutante. So Mayo talked about it yesterday, and I, I looked into it a little bit. I think it's a really solid bet. I don't have the odds in front of me right now, uh, but there's only like three debutantes this year. Bobby Max is the lowest odds of them, and I think that he can outplay uh, some of these other guys. Lefties normally love it around Augusta National. You can kind of move the ball, especially if you're a fader. He think he gained a lot of confidence out there in the match play. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think I like his upside if I'm going to take a prop. Is what I'm looking at right now. All right, let's see. I can maybe find these nationality props. You got tournament props. Got miscut props. Maybe it's under golfer props. Yeah, you can go head to head against guys. I mean, they trust me, they're gonna give you things to bet on. That's how it works in the masters, especially. So just to be a little careful. Obviously, you can go overbear overboard and up your bankroll on a week like this. That's what everyone likes to do, but the juice is there, you're gonna pay it. Um, let's talk about some long shots, Joe. Uh Corey Connors is somebody that I think is gonna be ending up chalk on DraftKings. We're DraftKings players, we do that just as often as we do the betting. We love DraftKings, and hey, we're in a league together, and Joe's going for the victory, going for segment two, some cash, right. winning, some money in my home league with the 20 guys that we play with. You're in second or something like that to Gordy. <laughs> Gordy's in first, our yeah. guest last week. I've been um, third, I think. Yeah. Are you gonna eat some chalk with Connors, or is that something that you could fake? Is it? Does it really matter in a twenty-man league who you click, or are we just trying to like play the ownership game in those Millie Maker things? You're trying to tee me up for an ownership take here. I know what you're doing because you know where I stand on ownership. On, I don't care ownership. if it's 20-man league, 100, or 90,000 guys. I don't give a shit about ownership. Uh, I'm going to take the guys that I think are going to play well. So um, I'm not afraid of if I want to play Spieth. I think he's a great price. I think that his, he's going to finish in the top five to ten guys. is a pretty safe bet. I'm not afraid to have 50% of the lineups in there because if he does win, if he does finish second, if he does finish third, then you're going to need to have him. Um, So I think he's there for a reason. Um, Yeah, I'm not going to play Connors. I don't ever really play Connors, so I'm not going to play him this week. He's just not – he's not my my DraftKings brand. Um, You know who I'm going to play on DraftKings? Hmm. Billy Horschel. Billy Horschel. I almost said it. If you'd have given me two more seconds, I would have yeah. had it. Yeah. You know, I'm a sucker for some Billy. And at, well, uh-huh. I bet him at 110. I got him at 110. And you can find him at 90 to 1. You could find him at like $7,200 on DraftKings or even lower than that. It's great. And you just won the match play. He's got some confidence. He wants to prove it. Hey, you can only uh, win your first major one time, right? So let's do it at the Masters. A Florida guy. Okay. What's his, well, what, are his odds? what are his betting odds? 90 to 1. Okay. I've got but one I got long shot triple digit. Uh how many do you got? Well, right Anything? now I got I got Billy. I didn't, you know what I did? I was disciplined, Joe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a different so. thing. Uh I did do a polter, actually. And I did okay. do a woodland. Okay. Do you have any woodland? You're a no, woodland I don't guy. Have, I am. I am. I don't have any woodland. The only bet oh. that I took over um, basically Hatton, because Sergio is an old bet that I have, is Kevin Na, 201. Um, okay. and, and you have to – all right. 
So there's multiple lanes on this highway, and you've just got to pick one and roll with it. And mine this week is going to be short game. Um, I think that it's going to, in the range of outcomes, I think that it's going to play in the low teens, maybe 10, maybe 12, maybe 13 under par. So the ability to get up and down for par is going to be huge. And I think Kevin Na has is one of the best chippers, has some of the best sh- short game, which is basically chipping and pitching times putting, right? I think that he's probably one of the top three guys in the field in terms of getting himself up and down. There's not much trouble out here. So you can really, if you have a tight short game, you can avoid the disastrous double bogeys that kill your rounds out here. Um, so if he can get up and down a good percentage of the time for par, uh, make a couple bogeys instead of double bogeys, I think that he can hang around. If it plays, you know, if they crank up that sub air system, which they have <laughs> under the fairways at Augusta National, uh, if they crank that up and make it play really firm, I don't think the distance is an issue for him, uh, especially here. So, yeah, I think he can go well. Um, it's kind of a long shot, obviously 200 to one. So, yeah, you're not expecting him to do well, but uh, I think there's a scenario in which he can top 10 here. All right. And um, before we kind of end the program, um, I want to talk to you about Justin Rose. Now, he's 100 to one. That seems kind of juicy for someone that has great course history here. We know he cares only about big events, and he wants to wear a green jacket. He wants to win a Masters. Yeah, he was he lost in a playoff one time. I think he was another time he was T2. So Justin Rose, do we bet him at 100? I mean, that's one of the numbers up here that I'm looking at. Like, that doesn't make sense. It, it makes sense to me um, <laughs> okay. in just that – I don't think that he's very good right now. Um, And and plus you couple that with the fact that there's injury concerns, there's withdrawal. Mm. I don't think he's going to withdraw, but there was the injury uh, that he dealt with, which we didn't really hear much about. Um, The injury was to the ego, Joe, when Spieth, who was his playing partner, was dominating, and then he hit in the water twice or whatever, and he was like, bye-bye, I'm out of here. But then why? And then he pulled out the following week at the players too, right? Yeah. So something was up. I don't know. But Tigers missed the players before, you know, and people don't – the players is just, uh, you know, it is what it is because it's kind of like a roll of the dice who does well. But give me me an event before the players that he played well at, that he showed you. There were like two rounds. I think there were two rounds with before he was playing with Spieth. That was what made me – <laughs> before he no, I hear he was you. Hurt. look he's he sets up great at the masters you look at all the sort of strokes gain data the limited data that we have and he's going to rate out really well over the last five six years if you go back far enough he's made almost every cut i think you alluded to that yesterday he's a big number he's triple digits on DraftKings sportsbook so there's reasons that can be made not for me though Okay, let's talk about our guy, Matt Wolf, because I'm ready to bet him. I'm ready to get back on Wolf. And we, dude, we know this is a bomber paradise. This is where bombers enjoy. You got to bomb it everywhere. Let me see some bombing from Matt Wolf. No, I, I don't know that it is a, I guess it is a bomber's paradise. Yeah, I guess it is. I, mean, I think if, it's an approach. I think there's it's courses approach. that do favor a bomber, and this definitely favors a bomber. Like, yes, nine times there are. There are distance tendencies um, out here, but I think more so I'm leaning on approach, short game, and putting, which I don't think he's been doing well. I watched very closely because I wanted him to be back and was looking to live bet him uh, at the match play. And I watched him in his round against Spieth, and while he didn't play well, and I think did he have that match? I'm not even sure. But yeah, I barely it, watched it, 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 he's 
the end result was pretty good for him, but he was still looking shaky. Like he hit some balls off the tee. He was clearly frustrated. He was fighting the drive both ways. Uh, he just doesn't seem to have it all there right now, but he'll get it back. He'll get it back. I just feel like you're not going to get a wolf at a hundred to one. If he has it back, you're right. Joe. You're right. <laughs> so like we've done this before. But he we was like a second ahead. We had him at 80 to one, both of us leading into the U S open. And there were mm -hmm. way more signs of life and, and things to be excited about heading into that. We still got an 80. So I'd rather the number be a little bit less, but to see some of those signs leading okay. in that okay. I can feel sure. a little bit more confident in the bet. Makes sense. Now, do you have any confidence in Molinari being live here at 120 or whatever he is? No. Okay. What about Ryan Palmer? He is at 175 to one. He's in like the top 25 in the world. That seems like a top 10 bet to me. You can get him at like eight, 10, nine to one top 10. Maybe. I mean, the one guy surprisingly that I'm kind of interested in, I've seen some like one tens out there, 100, uh, but I haven't bet is, is Cooch. Okay. I, I just, I, I listened to him talk and he really feels like he's found something. Um, right. Great performance at the match play backed it up with a solid performance last week at Valero. I think he's coming to a place that he loves in Augusta that he's got tremendous sort of vibes and attitude and feels about uh, around here at Augusta national and he's triple digits. So for me, like you look at him, he's right there next to Justin Rose. Like I'd rather take a guy coming off okay. two very solid performances that is talking great about his game and how he feels about it. than a guy talking about injuries and not playing sure. well. And motivation is there for Matt Kuchar who has no major in his career. So we know that guys come into these masters, these opens, these events where the veterans come in and they pick it up, they go, they do it. And this um, is the spot for him, right? He's, he can't compete in any other major. He can't maybe an open, I'm sorry, maybe, maybe an, an open, open championship, yeah. but he's not, he's never going to win a U.S. open. His chances at the PGA with that giant field are probably pretty limited. He's better off coming to a place where he's probably, you know, he went to Georgia tech. Um, he's from the area. He's played it. A ton. Um, yeah, so 59. he's had enough runs around this track where it lends itself to course history. We see guys like Westwood play well into an older age around here. I think he's he's got the type of game that we could see him have, you know, another three to six years of competitive golf around this place and maybe get it done. Yeah, he seems like an Angel Cabrera type champion where you uh, you know you're not shocked and it's kind of fun and everyone's okay with it. He's like a cheap. He's like a cheaper. Like he's like double the price of Casey this week, and everybody loves Casey. Um, and there are reasons too. You know, obviously had the win at the Dubai Masters or whatever it was, but he's not winning big time PGA Tour events. We're talking Paul Casey here. Kuchar is kind of very right. much in that same mold to me. Um, veteran players aren't going to make a ton of mistakes, so and he's double the price. So I'd rather have Cooch. Yeah, Cooch's definitely more of a killer than Casey, so for sure on that one. All right, now we talked about Wolf as a bomber and someone that could potentially surprise people. What about Cameron Champ, who is also a bomber? 250 to 1 for this guy who debuted in November as a T19, top 20, 10th in August at the PGA. I mean, we're talking a 10 to 1 number at 12 or a top 10 number at 12 to 1 for Cam Champ. That kind of seems like you're you're not going to get this in the future. Now or never. I don't know. 
You're not going to get 250 just, to one on Cam Champ at a major coming going forward. This is a real player. He won in September of 2019. This dude is a winner, multiple winner on tour. Yeah, a player he that won my shows guy up at majors. A bomber <laughs> for all of this is Bryson Jr. So if Bryson yeah. is eight, ten, nine to one, and you got 250 to one for this, is the poor man's Bryson. He won my guy bear off a lot of money at the Masters in November as well with like a night teeth place finish. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I did he make the cut last week? I know he was flirting with the cut. He line. did, and he and he, he had like two okay. good rounds. I'm excited about his his play last week. Yes, he's not consistent. Hello, he's 250 to one. Like that's a, there's a reason why. But at 12 to one to top 10, this could easily happen. Put 10 bucks on that one. Okay. Cool. All right. What else? Are we done? That's all I got, man. That's all okay. I got. You can find me on Wednesday, Power Hour, Rick Gaiman, and myself on the Rick Run Good YouTube channel. We're going to give away some jock bucks. I know a lot of you guys are into the jock market. It'll be good fun. Uh, we may go an extra couple minutes. We may start a little bit early. Master special. You got your pod tomorrow. Tell the people about it. Where are you going to be? I'm going to be right back in the garage with my buddy, Eric Martins. We went to high school together. We're friends. We're just talking shit to each other about our dumb picks and trying to make a hashtag make a profit. You'll see me wearing that t-shirt tomorrow night and we're giving away t-shirts. So you want to show up for that. You want to chat along in the YouTube channel that we have a fantasy golf pod YouTube page. Also, listen, I'm going live on Wednesday morning, do an ownership show. I'm going, I'm doing content. We're on the discord channel. I got a discord channel. You can try to chat us on there and we appreciate the people that have chatted with us right now. Um, before yeah. we leave, we got a question though, but from Jesse, our guy, Tip your cat, tip your cap, a person that makes caps. <laughs> and hopefully I have some of those to give out tomorrow too on the fantasy golf. But do cool. you have any, do you do this course correlation business? Do you cross over courses? Do you try to, Mayo is good at doing this. He talks about how Quail Hollow, um, uh, where's Wells Fargo? Where is that Quail Hollow? There's a couple of courses. Out yeah, there uh, Riviera constant. is another notable one where you see a lot of the guys who compete and do well. Uh, Shadow Creek that we just saw out in Vegas is has very much was kind of built in this Augusta National Mold. But this place, dude, is so so unique in the green complexes and just how it plays and how you've got to kind of weave your way through the trees. And it's just like one of those spots that's really hard to pinpoint another course. that's really going to play quite like Augusta national. And you'll hear the players talk about it. You see the excitement in them all week. So um, I, I think there are some and we mentioned them, but yeah, nothing's like Augusta. Okay. Joe preferred play of the 2021 masters Name a name that we're going to hold you to. It's Pat Reed. Pat Reed? Yeah, it's Pat Reed. I love that. Yeah, it's Pat Reed. Yeah, I feel oh better. God. I was between Reed and Brooks, but I feel better. I feel like it's Pat Reed, man. It's got to be. Wow. Oh, my God. So who, who you got? Now, Joe and I don't talk about our cards ahead of time. or We're not like nobody. Hey, your card is your card. All right. You do whatever the hell you want because this is about you having fun. And if you think some other person has more information or knowledge or has some side of insider answers, they don't. Nobody knows anything. This is guessing at athlete performance. So, uh, again, play for low stakes. But I didn't play for low stakes this week. Um, I did. My second biggest bet of the week is Patrick Reed. Okay. Who's the house so, on? We got to wait till Wednesday. <laughs> All right. Now, the, the truth is, is that if I could see some movement, 
I might end up having to change the house bet because I'm just going to go all in on someone else, maybe more or less, to change away how much money I'm using. But right now, yeah, there's a name, and I got 50 bucks on him. So find out Wednesday. Eddie Dotton Realty. I'm a real Dotton Realty. Listen, we might have another pod this week, so stay tuned. Uh, I'm working on something now, so it's going to be a little bit different, right? We've seen, like, you guys are, I know you guys who are in here, right? You're going to listen to every picks and bets and DraftKings and fantasy pod. I'm trying to do something a little bit different. Look out for that tomorrow, maybe Wednesday. Me and Chad, we're going to try to get a guy on uh, who's got some unique insight into the Masters. Um, something a little more chill and relaxed and just just good, just good, easy listening for you yeah, on a less, Wednesday less before the touting. Masters. Not so much picks and touting. Uh, so stay tuned. We appreciate all your guys' support. Thank you for making this week the funnest week of the year for us. Best of luck. Anything else, brother? Those T-shirts that you made. Those oh, yeah. Cool. We're going to – the T-shirts. A lot of you guys uh, submitted – your favorite design. Those are in the works. Uh, as soon as we have those up, we'll put those up on the shop. We'll give some away on the show. We'll have a lot of fun with it. So it means a lot. All right. Again, like, and subscribe, rate and review. And that all helps us keep this thing going. Cause our wives are inside yelling. Like, what are you doing out there still in the garage? Get back in here. Put the kids to bed. God. Just drinking a beer with my friend, wife. Good God. Peace. Look at the name of the beer. Wait. Straight vibing week. That's for burger. Okay. It looked like an MGD light and it was going to get Josh Bennett excited. He loves him some MGD. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys and girls. Thank you for watching. You guys are the best. We love you guys. You know what? We're doing this for fun. We're doing this out of the goodness of our hearts, but we're also doing this in partnership with the jock market. So if you could go over there and sign up for that, Use the promo code PL20. And if you wait till Wednesday, you might get a little more money if you sign up with a different promo code that Joe has on Wednesday night. So we'll see you then. Peace. Thanks for watching. Peace out.